start till he's ready because he cannot multitask on a computer or a telephone. Well, let's go. No, we've seen you do this before. You can't come in with zero. No, let's start. Yeah, no, we're okay. fine. Let's go. Fine, uh-huh. start it up. Let's do it. Yep, let's do it. So, I have a beer. What is it? What kind of beer is it? It's a, uh, it's a Coors Light. Wow, this really started low energy. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I have a beer. What beer is it? Mm. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hope you never listen again because we, we don't say anything good. We feed off you, Bill. We feed off your energy. This is what you're coming in with. This is what we're coming in with. You're the titular okay. Bill. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm the t- see. T- I'm the Titanic titular Bill right now. <laughs> no, you're sinking. No? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're, p- you're picking up what I'm putting down. I am the titular Bill. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like I got it right there. Yeah. Uh, okay, what are you drinking, Ryan? A Coors Light. Coors Light, me too. Nice. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. That's that's a Coors Light. It looks really dark from here. It's Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 it looks the, like that when you're on the, the moon. Gla- yeah, the glass is kind of tinted a little bit. <laughs> you're drinking you drink Coors Light of a dirty glass. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> nice. that's, I mean, that's the best way to do it. it gives it a little I mean, more flavor. It gives a little. There cake. were taquitos in there earlier, and now there's Coors right. Light. Whoa, that's a reference to last week. <laughs> you're Did you're you guys- cluing the you're cluing the listeners in <laughs> that this is the second episode of our double recording. <laughs> well, and if you'll remember from last week, faithful listener, listeners, faithful what? <laughs> uh, faithful listeners, that. Uh, Ryan was upset because Rick changed recording time and made him switch from pizza to taquitos <laughs> and came in hot. We now join the second episode already in progress. <laughs> we'll see how hot he is this time. Uh, uh, I just opened my drink, boys. What do you got there? How does the smell of napalm in the morning? This is a black cherry hard seltzer from a city in Washington's signature line. (laughs) So you got some Costco hard seltzer there? Yeah. (laughs) We're all super basic today. It's not not bad when you just need to drink more seltzer. Mm -hmm. This is the responsible night of podcasting. Yeah, because this is the second one. Coors Light and Seltzer. It's like we're sober. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, we're back at it again. And, okay, uh, we watched and we watched Pontoon. We did. It was not about the boat that I thought it was about. <laughs> they did not need a bigger boat. No, it was also not World War II. I was, no. I have to say, disappointed. Yeah. You know, you know, that's I like you I that. like World War II stuff. That's funny. I when I was watching. Okay, are we getting into this? Are we starting now? I have some trivia, guys. Okay, oh, okay. Let's, okay, let's do that. I'll hold it back for a few minutes. Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. always ready for trivia. Okay. That was question one. You both got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right first, so I get to go first? Yeah. Sure. Okay. The first person to get two questions correct wins. <laughs> All right. Lis- listener Nick's going to love Ryan. this trivia. <laughs> Is there deferrals? <laughs> hold the hold that thought, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I only had two questions. Oh. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Sure. Yes. Ryan. Ryan gets to go first. Question one. Okay. What geothermal Icelandic site has the same name as a 1980 movie? A. Xanadu. B. The Shining. C. Heaven's Gate. 
D, the Blue Lagoon. Uh, it's D, the Blue Lagoon. Correct. Okay. Okay. Rick. Yes. Which European country technically shares a border with Brazil? Because one of its overseas departments does. Oh, this isn't a multiple choice? Uh, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick, you usually, you usually like to guess them before the multiple right. choice because you think you know the answer. Not when it's to two. A, Germany. B, Belgium. C, France. D, Great Britain. Belgium. Ryan? Great Britain. Oh, it was France because of French <laughs> Guiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. In printing, it's the color black. In chemistry, it's potassium. In baseball, it's a strikeout. What letter is it, Ryan? K. Correct, you win. Two <laughs> points for Ryan. Ryan Woo! wins trivia. Wasn't that what fun, did, guys? What does this have to do with the movie? Oh, I, I Googled worst <laughs> trivia and answers possible. <laughs> nice. I like it. Because this was the worst movie you could have made me watch. Oh, there's no way that's true. Yeah, I looked for, for terrible, terrible trivia because this was a terrible, terrible film. Now, let's not, get into it. Okay, this was not a terrible, terrible film. <sighs> Some terrible things happened I, in it. Oh yeah, that's rough. This is a rough movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it, it's weird because usually a movie that is like this rough and graphic isn't also this boring and slow. I don't think it was boring. Yeah, and slow at I don't all. think so either. Oh, I sure did. Hmm. Interesting. I this movie is funny every time I watch it. Like this has literally happened. What part of I, this movie is funny? <laughs> who said? <laughs> I didn't say. What I was gonna say uh -huh. was what I think is funny about this movie is I've seen this movie probably 10 times <gasps> and every time I watch it, I forget if this movie is platoon or casualties of war mm. with Michael J. Fox. And I go, and then I go, okay, it's this one. And then I think, oh no, is this the one with the horrific scene in the village? And then I'm like, I hope not. And then it turns out it, it is. is. And I'm like, I that's the most that scene. That's brutal. Has inv invaded my brain just for like since it for years. More years it's been. or less than large Marge. Less, but for a different mm. reason. <laughs> I, I never thought you guys would be able to find a movie about Vietnam that would make me go. Maybe Full Metal Jacket was a good movie. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket, you said, was a good movie. By comparison, it sure is. Well, no. By yeah, comparison to a bunch of movies, because you gave it a 59 degrees. On a season one clamometer. I Don't mean, disc discount a, a season one clamometer like that. That was good work. <laughs> you, said, you said that Full Metal Jacket was better than Ghostbusters... Big Trouble in Little China, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I stand Brothers, by all that. Terminator. No, it uh, was. It was significant. It was good. It was good. You want to talk about a, a – it's the best Vietnam movie. No, it's the second best Vietnam movie I've ever seen. What's the best one? Forrest Gump? No. <laughs> I don't, okay. That's not, is that about Vietnam? I mean, they it's go, in it goes there. there. Yeah. 
Oh, that's where Papa uh, no. dies. It, the the best one is Good Morning Vietnam. I knew you were going to say that because which they do say in this movie over the radio. Mm-hmm. Did did you catch that? <laughs> I didn't. When when they're listening to the radio, uh, mm-hmm. the guy on the radio is like, "Good morning, Vietnam." Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here's some things about it this made, movie. It made me wish I was watching that movie. Is there are there some people? Have you ever seen some actors where you think they're not the best actor, but boy, do you like them? They're not the best actor, but boy, do they have the scariest face in <laughs> the earth. No, no, not him. Not him. <laughs> I, I forget how much I like Charlie Sheen. What, in what movie, in what world do you not like Charlie Sheen? This one. He's, you don't like, he's good in this. I don't he's like fine. Charlie Sheen in anything. Really? He's so much fun in everything he's in. I, don't, I haven't seen him in a lot, but I, I've never liked Charlie Sheen. I Wait. think of his family, he's the worst. He's worse than Emilio? I well, like he Emilio. Loves do we have to mention, how many weeks in a row do I have to mention the Mighty Ducks? I mean, We're shit. finding ways to Besides work it that. in at this point. Yeah. Do you like Young and Guns? And I was like, Emilio! <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen Young Guns. What, what, name, name one more Emilio movie besides the franchise of Mighty Ducks that you like. Mission Impossible 1. That's not an Emilio movie. He's in it. Okay, name one more. <laughs> Altogether now, uh, Bill. Give me a minute. Men at work. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen that. There's no way. I know. But I couldn't name another Charlie Sheen movie either. You couldn't. You've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. When is he in that? Oh, he's and, like the punk yeah, boyfriend or he's, whatever. He's about the same he's amount like as Emilio. Like a minute. Yeah, about the yeah, same as yeah, Emilio's gonna, Mission Impossible. Yeah, and you're going to count that. Well, you counted that one. So you've never seen uh, Wall Street? No. You seem like a big two and a half men kind of fan to me. No, I hated that show. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Um, I only saw like two and a half episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is that like watching five? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Do you, if you carry the decimal, I think two and a half times two and a half is different than five. What about Major League? I may that, have seen most. I've seen most of it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the best baseball movie. I don't ever. think he's funny in it. He, I, I that's the one that. where like he he's like crazy. Yeah, because he needs glasses. He's not really funny. That role is not funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him in that. You don't like? Okay, what about, that was, that was seen, my point, right? Yeah. I don't like Charlie Sheen. Hot shots. Have you ever seen Cadence? I haven't seen Hot Shots, and I haven't seen Cadence. You ever seen Eight Men Out? Nope. Oh, another base. We should have a baseball month when baseball eventually anyway. actually starts up again. Yeah, I don't know what the point of this is. We were going to have baseball month, but it's on strike. <laughs> it's on strike. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, um, when I watched this movie, you were talking about World War II last week, and you also talked about it when we first started. The one thing I like about this movie is that it's not World War II. I'm, I like Vietnam movies so much better than World War II movies. Really? I like World War II yeah. movies so much better. I think that World War II is so, so long ago and such a different time that Vietnam feels like I feel like people I can relate to better. I feel like Vietnam movies are always conflicted. And, right. and World War II movies are almost always rose-colored. I don't know if they're rose colored, but I would say there's at least like 
a nobility and an honor and like a purpose. There was a clarity to what we were fighting for and why we were right. fighting right. in World War II. And Vietnam is just so tragic and confusing mm-hmm. and senseless. Yeah. It's 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 depressing and sad and dark. But also right, there makes, was so much but, senseless okay. stuff that happened in World War II that we overlooked because we had a purpose. <laughs> yeah. War sure, sure. And movies like that are are that explore that would be interesting as well. Yeah. War's war's bad that make and makes me sad. Yeah, war is still bad and it still makes me sad. <laughs> right. So it's more fun to it's better for, I'd rather watch a movie that speaks to me with the conflict of war more than look how cool like, we're look all how heroes we killed yeah. the nazis back to back world war champs you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of vietnam movies where you're like america like that doesn't happen in world war in vietnam right movies. right it does happen in world war ii movies all the time absolutely right. yeah you know? and it's so i i just would rather see a movie that i'd rather watch conflict in a movie than i would just You'd rather story. feel conflicted and I, actually, hor- I, I, horrified by our I, past than patriotic and like still I'd, sad. World War II is still a huge tragedy. I'd rather and, see the and truth. Terrible things happened in war. Yeah, I don't feel conflicted. You're saying that because we had a purpose in World War II, it's not truth. No, no, no. I'm saying I'd rather watch a movie that displays that the truth I, of war. Yeah, of the of truth of war that I understand better. Hmm. Because I I'm not conflicted about Vietnam, I think uh, we don't we don't need to go too deep into what our yeah. beliefs are. I don't I don't think Vietnam should have happened. Right, right, you right. Know? I don't at, at all. Who 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 could possibly think Vietnam should have happened? Well, well in retrospect, I, I you mean, can't. I mean, you can't you right. can't think that now, way because you know what now, happened. It's right. It's a very different thing to think about. Should people have gone to Vietnam when they were called to Vietnam or those, those people who did volunteer to go to Vietnam because they were needed, like on an individual layer level, it's a different thing. Right. Right. And, and that is some of the conflict that you wrestle with. But I also think that, that to paint a blanket over all war and say all war is bad mm-hmm. is, is to miss, some of the deeper points of like, there are sometimes when people need to be defended. There's sometimes when you need to stand up to what is wrong, even, even if it is conflicted or even if there is a cost, right? Right. But I think, but. I think the, the cost needs to be displayed accurately. I think, um, like, like we said, there are world war two movies that, uh, show war in world war two as, best we can approximate it right gritty people dying limbs getting blown off that kind of stuff but then there's other ones where it's just like the americans rode in on their white horse and saved the world the, well the thing is okay here's i thought about this when i was watching we, platoon. We s- i'm in the middle of a sentence <laughs> when i was watching platoon i don't roll your eyes at that i was literally talking that's how a dialogue works this is a trialogue you gotta little, give it a you little gotta more try a little bit <laughs> Uh, when I was watching this movie, I literally was thinking Cause, myself. Because Rick's never interrupted someone before. When you watch a World War II movie, you're clear on the directive. Like, most, they're, they're storming Normandy. They're trying to get to wherever. They're trying to kill Hitler. There's like, I mean, it's just like, that's what World War II movies are about, right? 
every Vietnam movie is just a bunch of kids running through the jungle getting shot. You're like, what is even what in Platoon? What are they doing? What yeah. are they trying to do? This is why I hate this movie. <laughs> no, but I think, but I think that's what Vietnam was like. Like, what was the what was the goal of Vietnam? You're going to bring democracy to the people, right? That's that's the yeah. goal. How do you do that by just killing everybody? Yeah, you know. I mean, so I think that it shows. So Oliver Stone made this movie, right? And you know that he's really like a anti-war kind of guy, political director he's done a Did, bunch of stuff didn't he go to vietnam but, he uh, fought so, in vietnam so this Maybe. this movie is based on his um experiences, experiences in vietnam, in vietnam. Right? yeah and yeah that's what i read it's it's not autobiographical but the the main character played by charlie sheen is somewhat based on his experiences so he killed a guy like they don't say his- but they say <laughs> right. i think i think a lot of people that went to vietnam killed a guy yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he killed like his own guy, like he killed Tom Berenger. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I I don't know what rank he was, but yeah. Um, I thought once this movie started, I don't I don't know what Apocalypse Now is, but I think I thought this was going to be that. Mm-hmm. Like I thought there was going to like I don't know. I haven't seen that one either. Right? This is better. This I think I like Platoon better than Apocalypse Now. So I'd That's probably like Apocalypse Now better. Probably. Probably, except Apocalypse Now, Apocalypse Now really devolves into something different yeah. than um, what you'd I, expect. I it's think of Platoon almost as as close to a documentary like, of of some certain events than any of the other famous uh, World War II or well, Vietnam Well, except movies. maybe Full Metal Jacket. The thing about Full Metal Jacket is the I wish Full Metal Jacket was over when Boot Camp was right, over. Right, right. That I remember was, you saying that, but yeah. but but there's some some character development in the second no, it's, movie. It's still good, but that whole movie, <laughs> that whole first part, made it good, right? Yeah. And then same thing. What what's the point of Full Metal Jacket? This this movie needed some boot camp at the beginning, twenty minutes maybe. Yeah, but I think you get that thing when they first are yeah, walking and in. See you the see how body fresh bags they are and, and the, yeah, fresh meat and all that. Um, I did. Here's a positive from this movie. Um, do you think that if you were to write a will with your wishes in it, you could ask for anything you want and hopefully it would work? If I ever get shot, could someone hurry up and let Forrest Whitaker cradle me in his arms? Because it seems like the most soothing thing that could happen in your life. Right? I would right. love him to just hold my body and just tell me everything's going to be okay and rub my head. Because he's what a guy, yeah. right? Isn't Forrest Whitaker awesome? I love him. You know him. what? If we ever meet Forrest Whitaker... Yeah, I'll I'll shoot you so that it can happen. <laughs> it would be worth it. Bill, uh, were you surprised uh, at how many recognizable faces were in this movie? Uh, so you didn't recognize I I anybody. Reco- I recognized Charlie Sheen and Willem Dafoe, and now that you say the name Forrest Whitaker, I'm like, oh yeah, that's who that was. What about Tom Berenger? I don't know who that is. What about? I recognize. I recognize Doctor Cox from Scrubs. Yes. Okay. Do you recognize I... John C. McGinley? What about Johnny Depp? Recognize him? No. No. I saw his name in the in the credits, and I was like looking for he him. He's the translator. He's he's the translator in the village. Okay. And he's he's also oh, always yeah. in the. Okay. He, he's in like the opium den. He's not in it very much, and then he gets no. shot. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
And then what about, didn't you say, what's the scariest movie you said you've ever seen in your life, Bill? Candyman. Did you recognize Candyman? That's who that was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what about, uh, what's, what uh, about, what about Danny Glover's brother? Corey Glover. (laughs) No, no, that's not his brother. No, um, no, what's the, so Tony Todd is Candyman. And then what's the, what's the other guy's name with two first names? Wait, don't tell me. Uh, from oh. Requiem for a Dream, Keith David. Yeah. How about Keith David? I don't know who that is. Also in Men he's, at Work. He's like the main, he's in, he's in Armageddon. I've seen Armageddon. What's okay. he, what's he in that? He's the general. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. So why did, he's, he's not Ben Affleck. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people in Armageddon. There's, there's more people in Platoon. How about Kevin Dillon? Yeah, you know, it's funny because he doesn't look the same as he does in Entourage. Right. Right. Well, yeah, he does. Just really young. I mean, he's just younger. Right. And he sucks. Oh, he's so annoying in this movie. <laughs> I wanted him to die so many times. I wanted him to yell, victory! <laughs> I mean, he might as well have. Uh, did you guys see? We're going to I liked Entourage. Here. I never watched it. We're I liked the first couple seasons of Entourage. It was just fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see Willem Dafoe at Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago? Or months ago, I don't even know. You know, I missed the one he hosted. I saw when he showed up at Will Forte's one mm. in, in the opening, and that was funny. Well, um, I just – there was a sketch I saw online after it was over that they cut for time or something. Yeah. And um, Willem Dafoe, he was doing a really bad job of reading the cue cards. <laughs> but the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life that will never leave my brain again – it, so it was a it was a sketch where he bought a hotel and he turned it into a place called Nice Jail. <laughs> so you can go to jail there and people won't be mean to okay. you or like beat you up and stuff. But he's always like, yeah, like when you go to jail, no one will be like, yeah, you and your vampire head ass. And he kept saying vampire head ass. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's Willem Dafoe to a T, him and his vampire head ass. <laughs> head ass. So <sighs> vampire head ass is the funniest Description of Willem Dafoe's face I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How? What happened to that guy? What do you mean? He's always. He's, I thought this was a podcast where think, we don't talk about yeah. how people look. Well, here's the thing about Willem Dafoe. How are you gonna How are you gonna talk about Willem Dafoe and not mention how he looks? Here's what I thought was interesting in that movie when I was watching it. He is an interesting looking gentleman nowadays. Yes, like the Green Goblin. He's mm-hmm. scarier without his mask on, for sure. <laughs> right, yeah. but. And you're like, oh, he looks like that guy? When you go back and see him back in then, he's actually a good-looking guy. He's very interesting-looking. but he Striking, has, I would say. I, Striking. I, I, I'd throw him one. I mean, he's all right. He's a pretty, like, sexy dude. <laughs> no, Show me Tom Cruise's mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bill, Tom Berenger, where you know him from, is probably Inception. Oh, is he in Top Gun? He's in Major League. Oh, that's Tom Skerritt. <laughs> yeah. Major League. Oh, Tom Berenger plays in Inception the, like, friend of the dad that What's-His-Face imitates yep. in, the, in the first level of the dream. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Got it. Uh, anyway. He was the one with the messed up face in this yes. one? Yep. Yeah. I mean, the well, artificially messed up face? <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's the other guy with the messed up face. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) can you imagine being someone like charlie sheen who 
volunteers to be in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Volunteers for infantry in Vietnam. I can't imagine. I can imagine it. Yeah. I came real close to volunteering to join the army after 9-11. Oh. Hmm. I came I came real close. You know, I was what, uh nineteen, twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would have uh, yeah, like a little over twenty. I and I was real I can't remember what date. I was that considering was. it. When did that happen? I n- I forgot. <laughs> I, never, I, you know never what? Forget. I can never remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it was 9/11 like jokes, right after everyone. S- it was right after summer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> you know why I remember it? Why? 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 Why Why pre-tell? Do you remember? No, no, we're done. We're done with that bit. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I, I, I talked about it, thought about it, and like then I, I got to the point where I had decided I wasn't going to go sign up, but that if there was any type of like draft or something like that, I would, I would go willingly and not you. You wouldn't dodge the draft. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, did we? I think we talked about this with Full Metal Jacket. You, if they mentioned the word draft before they hit the T, you'd be in Mexico or Canada. <laughs> Even watching this movie, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm too old to be drafted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I if if I didn't have to sign up, if I wasn't required to sign up for the draft, I wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's never been. Well, no, but I like around. I was in college at the time, right? So mm-hmm. if there had been a draft and it was similar to the Vietnam one, you can opt out if you're in college, mm-hmm. right? I as long, I as guess long I as you went to college. Yeah. <laughs> if your <laughs> grades were high enough. Uh, because did you ever read the book Hearts in Atlantis by Stephen King? Uh, no, the one with uh, starring Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The book starring Anthony <laughs> yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. No, that, that movie's a weird retelling of like a quarter of that book. Okay. But um that book has four parts. It's like four different scenes uh-huh. during different time periods. And the part that the book is actually named after, the Hearts in Atlantis reference, is this dorm room in the 70s, and these guys play hearts there, right? Mm-hmm. And they just like – and the dorm is called Atlantis. Right. So all these guys, they meet together and they play hearts, and then they notice like every week or two – one of the guys isn't showing up to the hearts game because he like his grade slipped and he flunked out and he had to go to Vietnam oh. and he, or he, he signed up for Vietnam. And it's just about like all of these guys getting taken to Vietnam. Um, that's, that's from the perspective of these guys that, that went to college to avoid going to Vietnam, but couldn't keep their grades up. And as they flunk out, they get shipped off to Vietnam and killed. Right. I, I can't imagine how many, I mean, I'm not trying to alien, alienate all our military listeners out there. I know there's a lot of them. Um, but, like, in the at Vietnam era... Thank you for your service. <laughs> I can't believe how much... I, how many protests I would have been at in my life. <laughs> like, I think I would have... It would have been pretty tough for me to accept things that were happening in those yeah. days. Kind of glad I wasn't around. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. Look mm-hmm. at these guys walking through that jungle and just like, look how many people get killed in this mm-hmm. movie. Like all of them. Yeah. So let's take a few minutes to talk about the Ukraine. <laughs> no. 
I mean, that doesn't seem like a great idea. You know what that's like? I just mean like just real quick because we were kind of talking about like the difference between clarity of a war, when do you jump in and something like that. I mean, it's a similar situation to the beginning of World War II, right? And there's lots of debate. You know, Ryan, you were talking about how like these movies are like America riding in on their horse Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But it's like what – what's the point – where you do have an obligation as a country to step in and go, what's happening here is wrong and these people need help. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause, cause I think we, we have clarity that like it wasn't Vietnam, but like, when is it? Is there, is there ever a global moral obligation to say we have the ability to stop something that is terrible from happening or at least try. And so we, we ought well, to, I, even if there's a cost, I think, I think you have to look too at the position of where our country is, America is now, as opposed to what they were in 1939. Um, mm-hmm. We now have had a history of fighting several wars that had kind of dubious beginnings. So right. the, the right. rush to go and put boots on the ground in a foreign country is going to be a lot less than when you were reluctantly drawn into a war in Europe in 1939 or excuse me, in 1918, 17. And then because of those ties that you made in that war and the promises you made in that war, you're drawn into another war that, that escalated even more quickly with more, um, more of a well-defined starting point. I mean, not to get too into the history here, but I feel like, while I agree there's a point where the world has to have an obligation to defend people, I also think that you can't ignore the history that has come before this point. Right. I just and, – and hopefully by the time this airs, that war is over, right? This this war that's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Um, but I think about it and I think about Afghanistan and I think about all the mistakes we made there, right? And how – well, we – our, our idea there was let's throw a bunch of soldiers in there and let's arm everyone and let's stop Russia from being in Afghanistan. And then once Russia is defeated, everyone leaves mm-hmm. and all we leave is a pile of rubble, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think maybe the, the philosophy here of like let's not put boots on the ground. Let's not go fight in this horrible – hell that is war but let's let's rally around the idea that hey when it's over we're going to make sure that this country gets rebuilt or mm-hmm. that there's there's some follow up there because i think that's when when you look at you look at vietnam and you look at korea and you look at iraq and you look at afghanistan which is are these like train wreck conflicts that came after world war 2 yeah. where we really failed was like leaving places like going and fighting wars on foreign soil and then leaving them in tatters to like suffer for decades and build resentment towards us at the hands of oppressive governments. Right. But I would also say too, who's done it well. I mean, is it, does it exist? Yeah. Is there a model in which that ex- that's successful? So, I mean, you also have to think of that is going to be the cost of going and is it worth mm-hmm. that cost? Yeah. Very heavy. I'm back, yeah. guys. Hey, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Serious conversation over. Rick's back. <laughs> I, uh, Don't you think it's weird when you have a booger in your nose? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I like watching '80s movies that are about like the Cold War 
or, you know, that stuff's all happening. Mm-hmm. And I like dumb action movies. But in my actual life and in real life, I'm not a big fan of like jingoism, you mm-hmm. know? And like, it's just like, I don't, <laughs> this sounds so stupid in like in words, but I don't love even believing in like a country as a thing that we're fighting for. <laughs> like as a nation. Like, I don't think that we need to be the world police. And I don't always think that USA needs to go and be in Vietnam to... You want to advocate for people in general, not for this people or that people. Yeah. Like, people, there's so much... Like, I, the jingoism thing has happened over the last... Like, it's it's gone crazy over the last five, ten years, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, you're just dealing with, like, dumb people with just screaming USA, USA, and America. And it's just not... For me, you know? Well, and it, it's so, more of a identification of who they side with and less of an actual love for the actual country and all of the people in it, right? Yeah. I, I don't think that – I don't think the people that went to Vietnam did – people that volunteered, let's say. People that drafted, it's they got drafted, right? Um, people that volunteered, I question their – some of their uh, – reasoning for going you know but it's all case by case basis i guess right right yeah so um in the movie jack reacher mm-hmm. <laughs> um tom cruise states there's three reasons that people volunteer to go to war show me tom right? cruise's butt <laughs> yeah uh number <laughs> <That's> one, one. <laughs> number one is they need a paycheck yep sure Number two is they honestly believe in the cause and their country and that they're fighting for it. And number three is they want a legal way to kill people. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a George Carlin bit about that, too, that people, they go to war, they kind of, you kind of want to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, because that's. That's what's interesting about the journey in Full Metal Jacket, right, is. Your character is a pacifist and really struggles with, could I kill someone if I have mm-hmm. to? Right. But why do you, but okay. But if you're not drafted, you volunteer, why do you have to? Cause you went on your own volition, knowing that the chances are you're going to have to kill somebody. Why do right? you have to what? You said your, your question was, why do you have to? Well, you're talking about a pacifist going and saying, I might have to kill somebody. Right. Well, you don't have to kill anybody if you don't go to war on your own accord, right? You're not going to be put in that position. You're putting yourself in that position by volunteering to go to war. We're, we're not talking about drafting people. We're talking about just people that – talk about Charlie Sheen in this movie. Okay. Right? He's not a pacifist, as I mean, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a kid, but he goes there thinking he might have to kill somebody. Right. So you have to accept that. Right, right. And and so he's I think he goes fully accepting that he might have to kill someone that he views as the enemy or something like that, right? Um but I think that you go the the altruistic reason for going I mean Charlie Sheen talks about the idea that why should only the poor people have to go? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? So if you're seeing other people have to go and you're going I'm not I'm not learning anything in school. I'm not, I'm, I'm taking from this country. And I, you know, you you have to have a real interesting perspective to truly be at the place where you're saying, 
I'm willing to sacrifice my life for this thing that I view as my country that I think is worth it for some reason outside of myself. Right. Right. You, you, you have to believe that there is something more important than your life in order to sacrifice your life for anything. Right. Which, when it, that's which, what I'm saying. Yeah, when it comes I thought to, you were going to say, which I don't. <laughs> well, which I don't for, um, the reasons that they portray in the Vietnam war. Sure. I, 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 I yeah. don't for, I don't for country. Like it's, I, I don't, I don't, it's, um, I was watching the crown at one point mm-hmm. and then I was listening to someone talk about the queen of England and they're talking about the monarchy and how, you know, nobody, the monarchy doesn't do anything right right anymore. It's not, it's not, it's just a tradition that's held by in Europe. Right. I mean, there's still parliament and there's everything else mm-hmm. happening around there. The queen isn't really doing what they used to do. You know, she's not, she's not um, making laws. She's not, Right. It's all in Boris's hand now. Right. So the minute somebody doesn't keep up on that, it's gone. Right. You could just, you, you could get rid of that at any Mm -hmm. point, but they've just held on this tradition because it's old. Right. I don't think that's the only reason, but well, what, what, what do you think is one of the reasons they keep the queen around? Well, I mean, I think it's tradition yeah. And I think I think it's honor and it's something about what represents their country for sure. But I, I don't think the reason is because it's old. Well, no, it's because it's tradition. It's just they've held on tradition for a long time. A lot of people don't want it. You know, people don't love the well, monarchy. Well, the amount of money that's but, tied up in maintaining the security and keeping all the buildings and just the personal fortunes, there could they could help a lot of Britons that are oh. that are down on their luck. Although, you know, there was a really interesting episode of West Wing about this, okay. <laughs> where where they were someone was proposing that what we needed was a United States monarchy, because the the benefit of a monarchy um, that is separate, completely separate from the powers of government, mm. which is what the UK has now, right? Yeah. Like you're talking about, yeah, is that you have someone to deal with all of the like ceremonial formal crap mm. and it's not tying up the schedule of the actual politicians and lawmakers that are trying to get stuff done right that the president could actually spend his time you know meeting with senators and meeting with congress and passing laws if he didn't have to go you know fly somewhere and shake someone's hand and cut a ribbon and you know shake hands with this guy and that guy right. and be at this funeral but, and but all these other to, things you don't have to do that anyway <clears throat> you do if, though well you do right but that's the thing that's where all this comes from all these things everyone has told themselves a story and now everyone holds on to it for every reason that i mean less i'm saying if someone just decided the monarchy's stupid. If the whole country, then it's then it's over. Sure, it, people only hold on to it because they think this is what we're supposed to be doing now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the same thing as America, or it's the same thing as borders between America, ca- Canada. Right? Is that a border between America mm-hmm. and Canada? Yeah, and, technically yes. You know, Mexico is that another place? Yeah. <laughs> now he doesn't know where country what countries are. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, this is. I mean, there's a wall this, now, right, between here and Mexico. This podcast is going to end up being that, a record of us realizing that Rick has had early onset dementia for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't need to get too deep into uh, Rick's political and, views of yeah. anti-borders and anti-countries. We're all right. one people. Yeah, I and I. Yeah, 
And I know that sounds stupid, but I think it's should make more sense to people. Do you know what would happen to your personal wealth if we were all one people and all one economy? See, that's, that's not. <laughs> I, I didn't say one economy. Well, you <laughs> can't also, you can't not have one economy if you what, don't have what, borders and nations and countries and currencies. Well, the thing is, though, well, there's two ways you I'm could go with about, that, Bill. I'm, I'm talking about the. <laughs> what did you say, of, Ryan? I said there, there's two ways you could go with that, Bill. One is okay. okay. One is the purge, and the other is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the yeah. treatment of people and the acceptance of. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Let's. Keep it doesn't. Going. It doesn't. <laughs> we, we're not going to solve the world's issues today. You know what? Let's go to war. We've got 15 more minutes to solve the world's issues, but yeah. uh, maybe first we should take a break and hear from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Global war brought to you by Hairpin <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Clem Insurance. <laughs> Woo. Check out shit. I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Hi. Guys, this movie came out in 1986. Okay, okay. Depending on how you want to call the end of the Vietnam War, this is 10 or 15 years after this war ended, this movie was made. That's a pretty close amount of time to be rehashing a lot of these issues. I thought that was pretty interesting that it was that mm-hmm. close to the war and and being so graphic about it. I thought that probably was part of what played into this getting so much attention and winning the Academy Award for Best Picture because it was so raw and so close right. to the events. And it was like a like a knot scabbed over wound with the American right, psyche. Right. It was very much raw. Anyway, I had that last parting thought. Uh, before we get to the kilometer. Yeah. We should probably get to the kilometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer and homework. I, I, I said clamometer. I said clamometer. I said clamometer. We, Rick, we both just said clamometer instead of clamometer at the same time. It's everyone's favorite drop. Clamometer. Bill? Yeah. What did you guys think I was going to think of Platoon? I have not uh, heard yet. Ryan thought you'd give it a 32, mm-hmm. and I said a 21. Oh, so you guys knew this was not going to be another Terms of Endearment War in my is book. bad yeah, and makes Bill I, sad. I can't imagine. I can't think of a movie that you would like. That is challenging in any way. What do you mean by challenging in any way? I think this movie is a hard watch. I think it it sparks a lot of emotion and it sparks a lot of thought and conversation about stuff. And I don't think you like those kind of movies. 
You know, you, I you 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 severely just want entertainment. You know, I do want that from a movie. I and I think the difference is because like I read books mm-hmm. <laughs> or I I like to have the conversation. I have enjoyed our conversation the last 40 minutes more than I enjoyed the movie. And but you I can't have I, the conversation without seeing the movie. But that doesn't make me like the movie. Shh. Right. If I, I mean, eat, if I eat dog shit and then we laugh about it, <laughs> it could be hilarious that I did it, but I don't like the eating the dog shit. Write that down. <laughs> right. But there's not, but it seems like one would catch you sideways or something, but I guess we're just not there yet. There's, there's probably some and we can keep searching, but, but I do, I would rather sit in a bar with a beer and have discussion or I would rather read a book and, and talk about it. And, and I get that the movie sparks that and might be more accessible. But when I sit down to watch a movie and especially when it's a movie that I have to watch because it's an assignment like this is, which, which mm-hmm. not all these feel that way, but this one particularly did, then it's like, yeah, I, most of the time when I watch a movie, I'm looking to be entertained. I'm looking to shift gears from being challenged. I, I have a challenging job at times. I definitely have challenging friends. <laughs> I have challenges at home. And, and when I, when I watch a movie, what I'm often looking for is that chance to detach. And it's interesting. I think, you know, I scored Full Metal Jacket so much higher and I did, I watched it with my dad with the intention of having conversations with him about, you know, growing up in the 60s and 70s and and Vietnam and his friends going to war and things like that. And and that was that was good, but in in this situation, yeah, I I didn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was brutal. I thought it was pointless. And I, I get what you're saying. War is brutal and pointless. But like, you, we were just talking about, oh my gosh, we are so glad we didn't have to go to Vietnam. Cool. Let's relive it for two hours. You, you know, know? What, what it, but the thing is, if I hadn't seen a movie like this, mm-hmm. maybe I next time we f- go to Vietnam to fight, I'd be like, hey, that sounds cool. Let's do that. You're too old, man. And I, I know, but maybe I think it was so cool I got to go try it this one time. Okay, so this movie saved you from signing up for Vietnam 2? I mean, I saw this movie when I was a kid. So like probably <laughs> I'm not going to go to the I'm not going to sign up for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, okay. I gave this movie a 19. It sucked. Well, I was really close. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> okay. Um I'm going to Rick Rick, what are, what are we going to do here, Rick? Well, I have a i i want to I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, we are watching the movie we agreed to watch. Or no, I have another idea. No, this is the only one from like we talked about all the Oscar movies I hadn't seen. And I was like, this is the one I want to watch because I bought it and never got around to watching it. I know, but I have a question for what? you guys. Ryan, it's more more for Ryan. Maybe Ryan? it'll be challenging, and I'll like no. it. Hang on, it's not that challenging. I've seen it, but hang on, Ryan. Are do you really want to? Are you excited to watch that movie? Yeah, I want to watch. Or were you just? I want to watch this movie. You like a lot? Yeah, I've only seen it once before. I barely remember what it's about. I've only yeah. seen it once too. Okay, like, good. I've never wait, seen it. Wait, wait, but 
No. Is there any any chance? You're not Guess wiggling what, guys? out We're of watching Slumdog Millionaire next. No. <sighs> okay. I had a way better idea for you what guys. What was it? That's fine. Save it. Put it on the list, man. I wanted to, since we're doing Oscar movies, Yeah. we're going to be watching, the Oscars are going to be on when this next episode airs, okay. right around then. I was going to watch a modern Oscar nominee. We're that's doing out, that's out this that we can watch. We're streaming. doing winners, but we don't know if it won. We don't, but it's at least be nominated. And what's, I, what's the movie? Coda. Oh, I started it and I hated it. Turned oh, it. I turned it off. It's the best movie I've seen in a year. Probably. Okay, let's. If it wins, we'll. I'll give it another shot. But for now, we're watching Slumdog Millionaire, which I think I know is about. Uh, an Indian guy that goes on who wants to be a millionaire. So, and he wins some money, maybe, or loses it all. I don't really know. Um, but I have wanted to see this movie for a while and never had, and uh, am excited to watch it. All okay. right. Okay, bye. Bye. Um, I remember this movie being pretty good. Um, Why don't you want to watch it? Because Coda was the best movie I've seen in a long time. Okay. And it seemed modern and ready to Why go. didn't you want to watch and it I before I that? I don't need to rewatch Slumdog. Why what? didn't you want to watch it before that? You uh cuz I don't it's cuz it's it doesn't because I've seen it and I haven't watched it again. Okay. And there might be a reason. We'll find out. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to love it again. Okay. I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. It's out in the theater. We're just trying to push back you against know. the let's watch only movies that Rick wants to watch. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. Um, uh, I think I, I've seen this movie before. I, I think that Bill is going to like this movie. I think it's going to be lighthearted enough for him and a little bit of a change from a straight right down the middle American movie. So he might like it, that part of it. And if I remember correctly, there's some singing and dancing in this movie. He might like that, too. I'm going to put this at a 67. I think he'll like it okay, but I think he's still going to be like a 44. So quality movie, won't watch it again. Yeah, he's beating me down, so we'll see how it ends up. All right, let's bring him back. All right. Look at that, the fastest comeback ever. He's ready to be done with this shit. All right, so Bill, we're all done with that. Um, I guess we should talk about next month. We should tell the folks what we're going to do for our theme. We should. They're yeah. anticipating. So, how do you say that? Ryan, anticipating? Well, but I was going to <laughs> That's what you were going to say. Anticipatory? Yeah. They're anxious, anxiously waiting. That, mm. that, that got in a car accident with anticipating on my tongue. And, wow. and, and they're, they're actually anxiously. Cause, what did I say? <laughs> I think you said anxious awaiting. Okay. I, I had a car accident in my mouth. <laughs> Do you have insurance for that? Yeah, I'm dumbstruck. Um, so, uh, in the last five minutes, both of you were talking shit about my movie selections. <laughs> so, next month, Ryan's picking all four movies. All right. Next month oh. is Ryan. It's Ryan theme month. Ryan theme oh, month. So Ryan, Ryan, I can't wait for my month. He's going to pick movies. You're not getting one. He's going to pick movies that you're going to like because it's not just movies Rick wants to watch. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so. I feel like Ryan has more sophisticated taste than you. Yeah. We're going to, we'll see. And it could be anything. It's, it's Ryan month. It's Ryan month. It has month. to be stuff I haven't seen. 
Right. Well, right. Can't just be Ryan's greatest hits. <laughs> so, we Ryan, tra- you're severely limited to just the movies I haven't seen. <laughs> well, uh, I think we determined a couple weeks ago that you probably haven't seen Big Lebowski. Enough to qualify yes, he seeing has. it. He's seen it. Remember I was able to recap the beginning, middle, and end? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But nothing else in between. Correct. That's. I think that's plenty. Hmm. All right. It's Ryan month. Well, uh, this is a surprise to me, and I will... Uh, yeah. I like to throw a curveball once I'll, in a while. I'll come up with some ideas for the next time we speak, boys. Okay. I'll see you on the other side of Slumdog Millionaire. Rick, do you have anything to say? Um, no. All right. Please take a minute to send us an email at miseducationofbill at gmail.com. We'd really like to hear from you. We'd also like to thank Wyatt Only and the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them at Spotify and WOATW.com. Guys, another week in the books. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
the dream.